Oh yeah, this is this is studio quality stuff. This is studio qual. Twenty two gallons of classic. Welcome. Hey, way out. Hey. So ignore what I said last time. Uh, Why? That wasn't uh, an extra episode. We just combined the episodes. So this is us. Maybe like three weeks later. I don't remember. Do you, Jacob? Yeah. That was a good song, by the way. It was by uh, Good uh, Personalities, with uh, headed by uh, Emmy. I think I that was a good song, if I remember correctly. Spider crawling, spider crawling, crawling upside down. Do you want to combine the episodes? I guess we can yeah, combine them. Yeah, we can do it. It's so here we are again. Thing. We're back. Welcome. Jake's back. He's here. I'm here. I'm kind of probably going to work on some things in the meantime, but that's all right, because yeah. uh, I don't think you'll notice any difference. The only thing you will notice is what do you that mean? my voice is substantially a little bit stranger. I what do you mean, why stranger? I just, I, I sound weirder, don't you think? Um, I think you sound pretty... Fine. I sound pretty? Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, I think you sound pretty pretty normal to me. I don't know. I think I think we only notice the changes in well, our voice. That's probably everyone else. Yeah, is like, so I'm Phil, by the way. That's... Jake, hello. Mm-hmm. Just in case you get our voices mixed up. Okay, let's do the voice test. Let's, let's so everyone knows. Okay, I'm. This is me. I'm talking like this. I could I could talk like this, and then you can t- totally tell the difference. I, I could talk like this, and you can you can totally tell the difference there. Hey Jake. And me, I usually Jake, have we, this we kind gotta, of slightly gotta. slurry voice. It's m- mostly monotone, and it has this kind of weird kind of mid mid to low range, where I think Philip, yours is a little bit maybe more dynamic, a little nicer. Probably, uh, it's nice, know. more pleasant to listen to. Uh, that's a. That's, when, that's when you silly. listen to it, it's like you know you get a little, you, you get more flavors. And mine's more like yeah, we you, are talking you, you now. Say, talking, you say how it talking. is. You say it how it is. Yeah. Cool. Man. Well, here we're back. What's been happening since the last time? Part two Because we're so episode. lazy with these podcasts. What happened, Jacob? Is this all you part know, of the plan? Is no, this all part of I don't know. Like, I, mean, I mean, judging... Uh, de- um, how would I put this? Um, depending on, I guess... How, well, mm-hmm. I guess depending on these episodes, maybe. No, that's stupid. Forget that. <laughs> I think that... Why don't we just do... More episodes, maybe? I feel like we kind of... Um, well, I, we could, but um, I don't know. It's just my talking. And also, I wait, had a lot wait. of stuff to do. I had lots of stuff to do. Now it's kind of freed up, so I could just stand, relax a little bit. Well, no, like, now, like I said, I think the best is that we just do episodes when we think we should do them. And just, yeah, that's pretty much like no schedule. Just sometimes it'll be more frequent, sometimes it'll be less frequent. Depending on what you want to do or what I want to do, that's the best. This one felt a little bit kind of a while. It's been a while, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's quite the a while. Last time I don't even remember the last time we did this. The so last time you're we just going to get a big, huge episode here. Yeah, yeah, it's a giant, giant one. The last one we did was um, early September. First, I think within the first ten days of September, and then we're early just, days of wow. September. And now, we're now it's already early days of October. What's today? October 9th. Was in August? No, it wasn't. It wasn't in August. No, dude. I said it was September 9th, somewhere on there. Oh, okay. What are we talking about? So sorry. Hey, it's also October, which means the podcast will get another anniversary thing. Mm -hmm. Don't know if we want to do another episode or anything. Maybe it'll just be chillax, you know, chillax episode, you know, know, like anniversary two. Yeah, I don't know. But we have to put the badge on our our podcast cover. You know what I mean? Number two. Number two. Uh, Oh, you want to do the badge thing? Of course I do. Like so, we can we can uh, so we can see the the thing the thing. 
Uh, let me think. What did we do <laughs> last time? In the first anniversary, we did songs, right? We did songs. We sang songs. We took some of our old archival sing songs. Not sing songs, but our karaoke things. And it was, yeah. It was kind of cool. What did you think about that? I liked it, but I don't know if other people liked it, even though we broke every copyright law in yeah, the Yeah, I didn't like the copyright breaking, but I guess, oh well. Remember that episode we did with um, the orchestral music? Where you talked about orchestral yeah, that was soundtracks cool. and scores, but we never like played the orchestra naked, like on its own. I was always yeah, humming the music. I wish we could do another one of those, but <laughs> it's okay if you don't want to. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, like I don't, I don't mind per se, but it's not something that I'm terribly interested in. I mean, like I I, I like I like score. I don't listen to it, but it has its place. It I has guess. its place. Yeah, I guess it's more. Remember, we're talking about how. My only problem with score is that it's not easy to listen to because it's so custom designed for films. So when you listen to the score, it's you know it goes all over the place because it has to to accompany to be the underscore to accompany a movie. Yeah, and so that's why it's the hardest thing to listen to for me because I think it works the best when it's in conjunction with the uh, visuals. Because otherwise, for me, it's just right, it's just yeah. you know. <laughs> that was never part of the score. <laughs> and then it goes okay. track two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's true. It's true. Like, but there's nothing, nothing bad about that. It's I don't deny it. I don't deny it, sir. So I wouldn't mind if you wanted to buy not not extremely keen on doing it. Right, not no in a problem. bad way. No problem. Um, so, what have we been up to? I've just been doing commission stuff and making commissions. Money. Making money doing commission things. What did I do? Um, well, can we talk a little bit about watching Jurassic World again? Okay. <laughs> we watched Jurassic World once more. It came out in digital download, and mm-hmm. why not? We had to just check it out. Especially if it's digital download, you don't have to bother about Blu-ray things. Just rent it, check it out. Check it out. Look at it. Beautiful. So you watched Jurassic World for the first time after watching the entire, after watching the movie in theaters, which was May. May. No, was it June? And we had all podcasts about it, and Tim was on. Yeah, I remember that episode. That was a pretty fun episode, I think. It's like three three episodes down, because we're so... <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah. Oh, you're right. That's just a couple episodes behind. What has 2015 done to us? Well, it just Man. made us more busy, I guess. I guess, yeah. That's good. Um. So what do you think? What do you think compared to... Well, watching it again. In um, cinemas. Well, watching it again, I was prepared to not like it as much as I did when I watched the movie in theaters because when I watched it in theaters, it was just me hoping to see references of Jurassic Park, you know, just having a big old fashioned good old time with dinosaurs running amok. There's a new park and then there's one liners and what dinosaurs they cooked up in there and all that kind of thing. And then just seeing, you know, that's pretty much all I wanted to see. And so uh, after that cooled down, I decided to go. We we both went, hey, Jurassic World's out. Let's watch it again, you know. And between watching it on DVD and watching it on whatever video, and watching it in cinemas, I was looking at clips of it, and I was hearing how many, how much money it was making. You know, it was number one box office this year, right? And probably will be. Well, unless Star Wars or something. And that made me not like it as much, because I didn't think it deserved that much 
that much money <laughs> to have made. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that because the movie is in like sort of poor quality or anything. I'm just saying because as a film, I felt that it was more of a thing for the fans to have a good laugh at, you know, enjoy seeing those dinosaurs again, even though some of it was so heavy-handedly, look at this heroic dinosaur, it's back! Yeah. Right? The T-Rex is back! We'll put choir and we'll put... Dun, 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 dun. And it's just like, it feels like they... To quote uh, Ellie Settler, went way over their heads with uh, what the movie was supposed to be, like, you know, the context of Jurassic Park. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And with this, this is sort of like, and I know that the director said, you know, uh, Colin Trevorrow, he said um, that he was directing this as a as a kid would. And you can clearly see that, but I don't know if that was, it feels like he took it way too literally. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that's an interesting you pointed out when you're watching it. It does feel sort of like that. Because remember, when we first watched it, it was pretty fun to watch. And I think our outlook was pretty positive uh, toward the movie. Because it was harking back to stuff, it was um, it was fun, um, it was kind of fast-paced, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And of course, you got to see stuff that you've seen before. Remember, like, we saw some of the old park, you know, oh, Jurassic you know, Park is back mm-hmm. in business and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And of course, there's dinosaurs and things. So, And of course, like you just mentioned, some of those lines at the time when we watched the film seemed pretty, like, well-placed and it was funny, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but interesting, right? Like it's it's again. How um, we get to this? Like, it's a little <laughs> <Yeah>. unfortunate with <laughs> with some of these movies. Is that at least to me, some of these newer movies is that when you watch them for the first time, and especially if you watch it in a theater um, atmosphere, you go, yeah. "Oh, you know, it's pretty good." Like I think this is pretty good. Yeah, because your senses are completely enveloped in the the rich sound. Yes. And- and you're, Big not, image. and you're not paying attention so much to the intricacies. Mm-hmm. You're mostly just kind of taking it in. And so, yeah, so watching it again, I feel like um, the main thing I noticed was that the, how do I put it? How do you put the it? Story <laughs> the story was there. There was a story, definitely. But the characters really weren't in the film. Right, there right. Were, there well, weren't many characters. They were there, obviously, like the story, but they weren't fleshed out. They didn't have any kind of... They didn't feel like people. Really? But I don't know. They they did feel like people, but okay. they didn't feel like you were watching real people, maybe. that was. I mean, I, I don't right. know how to say it. Yeah, I don't know how to say it, but it, it seems like the best way I think I can put it is that... Yeah, I remember this one. Yeah, was that it feels like there was a script for this movie... And the characters are saying lines from that script. Yeah, or there was the story, and the characters are here just to get the story. Yeah, out. they're, they're, they're like the the living in the story. Yeah, they're the avatars of the story. Yeah, there we go. And so they come up and they say, "Oh, this is my line. This line will take us to the next scene and the next exactly, plot device." And the guy yeah. goes, the other guy replies and says, "Yep, my line is to confirm this. Let's go." Yeah, and it yeah, goes boom. Exactly, and, we're and then on to the next scene. Right, and then I remember us seeing like the lab in the in the new Jurassic World. Yeah. And I just, it, then it hit me that, uh, you know, Jurassic Park is quite a big chunk of it is science fiction. And I feel like this movie just skipped any and all intricacies of science fiction, which is, yeah. of course, you know, the fun of it is knowing, getting to know how these fictional things work. You know what I mean? Here's the thing that makes this go do this and that. That's what they did in Jurassic Park. And they really, like, 
really well blended with adventure and terror. And, yes. Right. Like, yeah. And on top of that, there. though, on top of that, the one of the key elements was that the characters in the film, which one? Uh, the first Jurassic Park movie. Yeah. Was that one of the reasons why it succeeded so much? Is that when characters were having conversations, it's like you were there with them, kind of you know going through their experience in the story yeah, it's the of way being on the island, being invited there, and you're going, oh, okay, mm-hmm. like, what is Alan Grant saying? Everyone has their own opinion, and everyone has, you know, different opinions, and they don't always mesh, and you're kind of there, and you're, ooh, you know, what's going to happen here? And it feels like they're talking to each other. No line feels like it's written there. That's, that's the why it's so well written, is that they don't feel written. The, the, di- the dialogue doesn't feel written. Yeah. And so um, when you're listening to, a, say, for instance, the scene... Where um or oh a great example is remember when they go and talk at the raptor paddock remember that oh yeah that's like one of the best well, this examples is, this is a Spielbergian that's thing that's what I really but. like about Stevie Steven Spielberg I like the way he shoots things and most of the time he gets things in a nice wide shot and it feels like pe- a lot of people talking at the same time but it feels real and the characters in most of his movies feel like they are real human beings and you're just you happen to film them in the cinematic lens. And they're talking, and you're really feeling like, oh, this person is talking to this person. Well, yeah, and they're and real people. That was a great example because they're all talking to each other, and it feels very natural. And they're all having conversations. They're talking about this park, and they're talking about the raptors going on. They're you know, asking questions. They should like all be destroyed. Ah, um, hmm? Donald Gennaro. Donald John Gennaro. He's a bit of a alarmist, I'm afraid. A bit of alarmist. Yeah, it's all that stuff. That's and it's great. Stuff. Or let's say, for instance, a scene where. What they're are ta- they doing? They're talking oh, at the feeding them. Yeah, or they're talking at the. Um, Alejandro has prepared a delightful menu for us: Chilean sea bass. You know, like just seeing just that yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. thing. It feels like it's like it's a real place. You're just documenting it in yes. a cinematic. Yes, and there's there's ton of mo- all this, pretty much all the scenes. What about Lost World? Not as much, right? Lost World. But at least it looked like a, like a serious movie. Remember, we yeah. were talking about that while watching Jurassic World. Yeah, Lost World is it's strange because Lost World isn't as interesting. But it somehow has more, I guess, like weight to it. But I don't know where that weight comes from. But it feels like it's everyone when they talk, they feel very serious in Lost World, even though half the time you don't know what they're talking about. In yeah, Lost World. yeah. Kind of like, oh, the, the, the animals are nature. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. He's like, I have to get off this island. Why? Because I have a bad feeling about this. And it has just like more complexities to mm-hmm. it, and it just feels like a real. It also feels real, even though the plot and the dialogue is a little bit more. Silly, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, no, but and then Jurassic Park three in comparison to okay. Lost Jurassic World now, um, also just somehow has that Jurassic Park. I don't know what to say about Jurassic, Jurassic Park Jurassic World it's is kind of weird because you know I have to remember I always kind of try to go back and think of the context of two thousand. I always mess this up. Two thousand one, one, two thousand one, and you have to remember that when Lost World came out, 97? Mm-hmm. It was four years so, apart. Yeah, it's kind of, it was already kind of feeling like that was already like an extra film. I never, mm-hmm. I never mm-hmm. felt like it was, oh, this is part of the core. And so, if you go back in that context... Well, the nature of the plot is definitely extra because yeah. there's nothing that really happens. It's just an island with dinosaurs. And yeah, and it's out. already just... Because, I mean, it's great. In Lost World, at least you have... Alan! The forest, and then you have the city. So it's almost two movies in one. And yeah. then Jurassic Park 3 is mostly just... Kind of a Jurassic Park ish. It's a weekend excursion. Yeah, not, it's not a serious investigation. To, you know, to check out the stability of the island. Exactly. And then Jurassic World shows up, and watching it again, 
I don't know. It just feels like a modern film. Yep. Happens to have dinosaurs and lots of uh, callbacks to Jurassic Park. Not enough for the nature yeah, of the movie. Exactly. I mean, that's the thing also was the tone. It felt like Jurassic World couldn't really pick a tone. Oh, man. The tone. We set the tone. It's like The Hobbit. Yes. That's a good example. Um, Except not as bad. Not as bad, no. But, no, seriously, like, they had like three tones going, and they would just kind of alternate between those tones. You have the more serious tone of telling a story about, what was that, family. Mm-hmm. And then you had, you know, here's here's the park and these yeah, guys Yeah, and then it was a commercialism, commercialism. And was it good or bad because... I still don't know what they were going with that. Really, really hypocritical. Really Not hypocritical, but maybe ironic. But that's the weird thing because it wasn't, it wasn't emphasized if it was supposed to be ironic. I, I didn't, I can't tell what they were trying to say with that. People heard that, didn't they? What? I should switch that off. Okay. I have no idea what they're trying to say with that. Was it supposed to be, look, commercialism is bad, or it's supposed to be, huh, commercialism, that's not funny, because we live in a commercialism world. I don't know. No idea. But it's at the same time advertising a bunch of stuff. See? Weird. And then the third tone was the kind of hark back slash... And I have to say, look, I was was planning on not liking it a lot less Mm -hmm. this time around. I couldn't like it a lot less. It was still... Better than I thought it was going to be watching it again. Yeah. And I couldn't help but laugh and enjoy watching those dinosaurs kill each other at the end. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's that definitely was, part of it. That was hilarious. And then when the when the raptor shows up, and then the Lost World theme plays for no reason, mm-hmm. dun, 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 it's running in slow motion like a race, some yeah. kind of, you know... <laughs> Olympics yeah, yeah, slow go, motion replay. To save them. It is hilarious. But there should have been more of that. But it was cool and I liked it because it's the raptor, you yeah, know? But I have nothing against that. I think there should have been more of that. The yes. whole movie should have been like that. And then I think you could probably excuse the characters doing for the saying script lines. Because, it's fine. Yeah, because the whole, whole thing's a one liner. As far as we're concerned, like this new dress part popped out of nowhere, like daisies. And all we got was. That's just their sort of platform, and it's nothing. Yeah. They're they're not talking about how they brought it back, and that's why that's why, why they brought that's it why back. Those scenes with except for the one re- one reason why they brought it back because Hammond entrusted me to do it. Yeah, but see when they <laughs> when they bring those things in, then you're like, why would Hammond do that and stuff like that? So forget that. But I'm saying like, that's that would excuse also the amazing scenes like I, I never sanctioned this 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 crazy Taiwanosaurus. What was it called? <laughs> the, the Indominus. Indominus, right? He's like, you asked for bigger, scarier. Oh man, Henry Wu, the evil man. I'm the evil. (laughs) Oh, he's great. Evil geneticist. If only we just found out. Oh, he was working for Biosyn. Yeah, that would have been perfect. See, that's a perfect opportunity to shove in Biosyn, and like you said, Dachshund. Did you mention the actor can't be in the movie? But did you mention on the Jurassic World podcast? Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those those soldiers are coming in with uh, Edgar Bugman. I can Mm -hmm. forget his name. I'm so sorry. And they put their gear all around the area, and then one of the stickers of Injun just peels off, and it says Biosyn underneath. Yeah, that would be hilarious. Hilarious, and, great. and work great. with the slow motion raptors, and the and the goofy CGI. And there we go. That's about Jurassic World. That's what I can say about that movie. Yep, and I think yeah. I mean, I, I think I don't, I don't think it's it's hard to say. I mean, I don't think it's a bad movie per se, um, but it's kind of. It feels like it could have done, it could have picked a direction. Back when I watched it in, in the summer, I would have said it was a good five steps uh, above uh, Jurassic Park 3, but I think now it's kind of like, 
about two steps, maybe, maybe one. Yeah. <laughs> so there's, and Lost World is weird because I never thought of it as being so bad or disappointing, even though it is kind of, when if, if, maybe if we watched it again and we listened to the dialogue and plot and stuff, mm-hmm. but it still felt like a real place and science fiction-like and the dinosaurs were very interesting and stuff like that. So, yeah, there it is. Yep, so I think that's pretty much... Pretty much uh, Jurassic World. Once again. Cool. So, Jacob, what, what have you been talking about last time? Oh, thank you, Do you want to continue talking about I would love to continue time. what I was talking about last time. Oh, and, by the uh, way, you see? Yeah. You see? I'm letting Jacob talk this time. I'm not interrupting. It's great. I like this. Good. This is, this is cool. This is the yeah, Frank. exploration episodes. How's that retro Jurassic World trailer going? <laughs> oh, yeah. How's that going? <laughs> That'll be good. So yeah, let's see. We are back with me, Jake. Sup? To talk about What's happening, various man? things in the world. Okay. And uh, we're going to shift some gears here a little bit. I'm ready. Ready to shift gears. Ooh, this is a little... I was bone ready. Okay, so if you listen to the last part, obviously, this well, was planned, to be, this planned to be part one and two, I thought would be kind of cooler if it was two episodes. Okay, well, if you really wanted to no, be two it doesn't episodes, have to be the two only episodes. problem I yeah. have with this is that I haven't even edited the first yeah. one. And if I do that, I have to do two covers. Well, you could make the second cover like the same, just like <laughs> a little bit different. All right, sure, whatever. I don't know because I'm just thinking because like my, I was getting in the you know in a head in in the correct headspace for the first episode. And it's a little different now. <laughs> okay. Coming back, I have to kind of try to get back in the headspace and to kind of. Um, you know, to feel a little bit you know, more comfortable uh, getting into the stuff because it's um, uh, it can be d- more difficult to get into the stuff okay, versus fine. casually. So, but no, but this is I'm trying to keep this, like I said earlier, more uh, you know, not not too not too crazy, not too crazy heavy, but not to get crazy. into get into some interesting things which I um, find important and uh, cool to think about. All so, right, where were we? So last time. Oh. As we followed, if you followed along, I was getting into mm, kind of an introductory segment where I was describing a little bit about what I would like to um, touch on uh, in future episodes and including in this episode as well, is basically um, what I find most interesting is there are various ways to... When we listen to different things, like I mentioned in the last section, uh, when you listen to a podcast, when you watch an interview, when you read something online, whatever, I think the most interesting thing about the mediums that we have at our hand mm. is um, is trying to be as transparent and as honest as possible, even if that means that it's, you know, it's difficult to talk about stuff which I think a lot of us think about but are sometimes maybe apprehensive to talk about because you know we don't know if there are the answers for these questions um and so sometimes it's easier just to kind of talk about things on a superficial level not to downplay anybody who doesn't like to talk about those things that's the key aspect as well is that some people don't like to talk about those kinds of things and that's totally cool and i think that we are all differently wired and we like different things based on all kinds of factors and some of us like to kind of dig deep and try to figure out some answers, if there are some. Others of us like to just talk about the stuff we're interested in um, without, you know, going into that area, should we say, you know. Right. And so that that's what I was kind of talking about, which is um, 
And so I don't know, like, um, yeah, some people like to do that, some people don't like to do that. And it's totally cool. And like I said, if you um, don't want to, you know, tune into this kind of stuff, that's totally cool. If you do, that's cool as well. But for me, it's more interesting to be able to say what I think because then it's a lot easier to see where we're coming from. Okay. It's a lot easier to, when we talk about different uh, topics, it'll be maybe easier for you to kind of hear my perspective. That's a weird way to say it. Perspective? Perspective. Yeah, versus, you know, kind of um, not going to that area because I, I like that area because it's um it's difficult to navigate and it's kind of like, you know, the almost like the, the, the rough bit because it's, it's hard <laughs> when you get into that area. It's like you have to question a lot of things and sometimes you have to, you know, be, like I said earlier, kind of be vulnerable, be ready to just kind of say stuff that you normally don't talk about. But I think that if we can do that, it can be cool and interesting because after that, don't have to care. I mean, it's like you can just talk about anything because, at least for me, it's like I feel like I kind of got some stuff out there. So Right, right, right. I was listening. Trying to get back into this. Okay. Hey. Um, it's all good. So, yes, we were talking about as well a little bit about um, this idea of... Yeah, being honest, being transparent, trying to explore some questions out there that a lot of us might be thinking about. Um, and I mentioned uh, at the end of the podcast, <laughs> before we kind of took a break. Well, that's because I was, you know, whatever. Um, we mentioned the... It's like ruining everybody's the, day. No, no, it's good. It's all good. It's all good. We got to the end, and I was kind of mentioning some of the three things, as opposed, yeah, as opposed to, I suppose... Uh, talking per se so much about what we are doing like you know obviously you know if you make stuff you're being productive that's awesome and these kinds of things i like sometimes i'm more of a person i think who likes i guess thinking um more so than well i think i mean thinking is doing stuff i think so it's just a different way of processing things and i guess then outputting that thought would be like this talking or right, right, writing yeah. or stuff like that so i got kind of to the main three uh things that i find most important to me and three things that i think uh kind of i don't want to say define but kind of three things that i'm always coming back to and things things that i kind of, three things that i kind of orient my life by and so i had i feel yeah. like huh yeah, nothing. And I feel like I got the best three things. Of the three money can focal, buy. Money can buy. The best three things money can buy <laughs> is um, a big ranch in. Oh, that's good. Color, not Colorado. Where would where does John Mayer live? Um, I don't know. I can't remember, but that'd be cool to get a ranch. Um, the three things. Uh, uh, go fund me. Get Jake a ranch. He'll be able to talk on his own podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the three things I kind of found, um, yeah, like I said, to kind of the way I orient my life is that, how do I put this? Or three things I think about all the time that I come back to would be faith, philosophy, and music. So these are kind of th- three things that I usually always come back to and always talk about. Or talk uh, about, think about. We could what? have had the triple F. Triple F. No, triple P. No. No. Oh, it doesn't even F-P-M. work. FPM. Okay. Ah. So instead of talking about these three things separately, I kind of, I'm going to try to combine all three, at least 
hope we'll end up that way. So you got a song about faith and philosophy? Yeah, it's called um, The Philosophy of Faith. No, I'm just kidding. Man, this is harder than I thought. Okay, so, um, yeah, I'm going to try to kind of combine these three. So what's interesting is that I find that when we talk about something like faith, it seems to me, from what I've noticed, that there are, I guess, broadly speaking, there are two kinds of people when it comes to this. Okay. I feel like the first group of people might be people who are very much into or very much not just interested, but are, I suppose, kind of outspoken people who are, who who engage and like, talk like about. Like who? Yeah. Like, for example, do you have any, any examples? Examples we could use? Um... Yeah, I'll, I'll get to those guys probably later. Uh, okay. Mentioning a couple things that have helped me along the way. But, um, yeah, people who don't shy away from, from talking about, uh, you know, let's face it, the, the big word here is religion, obviously, right? Religion. Um, and there's people like that who, you know, talk about it, engage with it. Um, they don't shy away from it. They're always kind of, you know, they're not really afraid to talk about it. And I think that's the first group, and that's, <laughs> group is a bad word, that's kind of the first kind of person. I guess that's probably part of the reason why I'm trying to do this is that I would like to be more of that kind of person, is someone oh. who is less, um, you know, less of a backseat kind of guy. You know what I mean? I feel like if you think about something and it's important to you, I think that it's, I think it's pretty good to talk about it. I mean, even if, if no one's going to agree or whatever, uh, it's, I think it's, it's cool just to get it out there because then it, it kind of um, enables us all to kind of it kind of creates an open space, you know, where you can talk about it, where you can discuss it, and it just gets it out there. So that's the first kind of person is that. Number two would probably, I guess, which I've noticed, is there are some people out there who... Sorry. There are people out there who... (laughs) This is so professional. (laughs) There are people out there who don't really want to get into it, and it kind of becomes a thing where... You know, like oh, you know, religion set that aside. Set that aside. We're not. Gonna, I'm not going to go into that. It's, you know, it's. Uh, I don't know. It's, either I don't know what to think about it, or I have a you know an opinion on that. But you know, it's better just to stick to not get into that issue. And that's kind of. I mean, there's obviously more, more people than just those two. But I found those are the kind of general, two kinds of uh, personas out there. Uh-huh. So I don't know. It's a little bit tricky because I don't know exactly where everyone stands on that. From you guys who are listening, I'm not sure, but um, <laughs> sorry, what is the drinking? Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, I don't know where everyone stands who's listening to this. Whether you guys are interested in that, what do you guys think about that? I'm not sure, but I do think some of you guys out there maybe are, and uh, I don't know how interesting this will be for you, but for those of you who are interested, hopefully this will be cool. So, faith is number one. Uh. I have been a Christian all my life. I grew up in a Christian home. Um, I was parents. I was, I huh? was adopted. <laughs> I was adopted. Um, no, me too. So whenever yes. Jacob sings something, it's yeah. This is much this speaking is mostly, for me as This well. is mostly speaking for Philip. We'll see. I mean, we'll, because, I'll get to some stuff yeah. later. But anyway, um, yeah, both my parents are Christians. I think most of our yeah most of our family pretty much uh, is Christian. Are they? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And so that's that's my background. I think that's a pretty key. I like to just get that open out there because you well, know yeah. it just it just helps kind of just to tell where I'm coming from. Um, yeah. What's cool though? What so I went to also we went to Christian schools. 
We were homeschooled um, for a while. Homeschooled? Don't say that, Why? Jacob. Why? No one likes homeschooling because they think they cool. think it turns people in idiots. <laughs> I like homeschooling. <laughs> I do too. It was a great experience. Homeschooling was pretty. I know. I didn't. Li- I liked. Yeah. Go ahead. Especially since uh, that one time where I was able to actually take actual art classes uh, outside of being at home. Oh yes. Which was pretty good. You know, you get some nice social. You mean like when you were in what was that? High school. Yeah. In Indiana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did art classes, right? At yeah. Liberty, Liberty Christian. Yep. And um, no, I, I actually I, homeschooling was cool for grade school, but then I li- I liked. I'm glad that I got to go to um, actual school from. So I went to I went to Christian school from sixth to tenth grade, and then I switched to public school mm-hmm. for a multitude of reasons, which I'll probably not get into today. It's not as interesting as it sounds, um, but. Uh, yeah, so so I've always I've we've always I'm gonna say I've because I'm talking about myself right now. Yeah, well that's fine. I mean it's pretty much kind of the same. Yeah, so I've always been in an environment that is centered around this idea of faith and this idea of Christianity, and um, and so Are I've always you okay. Yeah, it's hard, man. It's tough to get this. You know, my 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 um my. Motors thoughts, aren't working. My my motors and um, aren't working. This is gonna sound. This is gonna sound. This is like the worst episode ever in the world. No, I have to keep going. <laughs> this is real. This is real life. Keep it real, son. Keep it real. Keep it. Keep it real and keep it cool. And so, um, what was I gonna say? Right. So I've always been surrounded in this in, in this kind of environment, and that's shaped the way I view the world. Um. Yep. Where am I going from this? Uh. Yes. And so. Yeah, I've always been in that kind of environment, and I always, I always had a kind of. Well, this is another thing I want to say before I get to the next part is that what I liked though about my parents, at least, was that our parents are the best parents. They're awesome. I love my parents. Um, was that um, even though they're a Christian, what was great was that my parents always liked to approach something like that from an angle that was open to questioning. From an angle that was open yes. to, hey, you know, like, okay, this is this is what we think That's is true, right. and this is what we're going to teach you because we think it's true, but let's talk about what these ideas actually mean and what they actually mean for our personal lives and, and again, how we kind of view the world. Because we all have a worldview um, that, shapes, that shapes us. But I think that that worldview, it does begin, that, that process of shaping your world begins while you're growing up, right? Obviously, most of the time. Well, at the beginning, when yeah. you're you're just dependent on your parents and what your parents believe. Yeah, exactly. And so that that's what happens when you're younger. Yeah, is that you kind of you accept it and um, yeah, you 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 go with it and and you you think it's true because of kind of your your circumstances, right? You have your parents, mm-hmm. you have your environment, your friends, and you think that that is the correct thing. Yeah, and yeah. so that yeah. was that was me for uh, a long time growing up. And I well, remember. Yeah, I don't think there was. Well, there might be some rare occasions of some kind of children going, huh, based on their circumstances right. to question what their parents believe or what their family believe or what their peers believe. People that they spend time with. Exactly. And um, so, <laughs> I'm sorry. Is that is that annoying? It's hilarious. That's well, good. Hilarious. I, I want to keep this casual. Okay, go on. Okay. My next step is um wasn't I doing better last time I was doing better no, last I think time. you're doing better now, really, yeah, I think it sounds a lot worse now, 
Because I had this in my head so nicely. Now it's not coming out. We always have things in our heads so nicely. And um, this awesome movie in my head that I can't make. What movie? Oh, the any movie. movie. Yeah. And so that's that's what I thought growing up. And then I'm sorry about this, guys. <laughs> this is like the most unprofessional. At around high school, this was freshman year. I remember. Mm-hmm. This is kind of like I'm trying to get into my kind of story of where well, I'm at today. The, well, but my story, get, get my story, to the story, my story isn't as amazing as as it sounds. Get to the story. But my story. This is where I think. This is where I this kind is of. Where my story ended. There's a point I think in my life in high school, which was interesting, was where I told you this before, Philip. But um, there was a point uh, in high school where I had a friend named TJ. I like TJ. TJ's a best. cool guy. And what I liked about TJ was that interesting enough, TJ, TJ was the kind of guy. TJ. He was. He, TJ was a little bit. I think I don't know what he would say now, but I think he was a bit of a. He was a little pessimistic, in kind yeah, of in think? kind of his views, and I guess in a way, for me at that time, that might have been, strangely enough, a positive effect. Oh yeah, because. TJ um, found himself in the same kind of... He, he doesn't come from the same kind of background, I think, as me, but we were both in the same situation, faced with similar, you know, teachings yeah. kind of being, you know, told to us. And at that point in ninth grade, I was very much, I was very much kind of firmly established in this idea of Christianity, and I felt like... Like I said, it wasn't so much that I didn't have some doubts here and there, but it was more of like a feeling where I thought, "Oh, like this has to be true." You know, this 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 can't not be true. Why? Well, mm-hmm. look, I have you know my parents, my friends. Look at this environment we're being like that. The stuff we're 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 learning is all you know. It's making sense. You know, this can't not be wrong. And oh, yeah. I remember TJ. We were sitting together. In um, Bible class in ninth oh, grade, I thought I was, I was just we thinking say? we were sitting together in the beaches of Tampa Bay. Yes, Tampa Bay. We flew together in ninth grade to Tampa Bay, and I remember sipping a margarita. We were sitting there in Bible class, and TJ was always kind of the guy who would, you know, he would he would not be quote unquote on board with everything that we were doing, and he would always kind of like you know, Where? oh, uh, in school. Which you know one? What I mean, TJ. Which one? Which Liberty school? Christian. Okay. Liberty Christian School. Did you say that? I wasn't listening. Sorry, I didn't say it. Liberty Christian School. And uh, and TJ was always kind of like, he would say a few things here and there to kind of, you know, Be let's say go against the grain. Let's put it that way. He would okay. go against the grain where it wasn't this. And now again, I wasn't the kind of kid who was particularly involved in a lot of things. Like there was a lot of kids, my friends that, you know, they would be like, well, they would do like worship leaders, and worship, you yeah. know, like they would be like, you know, the they want to be pastors or they want to be, you know. Whatever, and they would get into the you know the the small groups and stuff. I never was that kind of person who like I never really was too fond of that. Um, no, me either. This methodical kind of structural. Yeah, that's kind of strange. Um, oh. you know, and that, that's part. That's part of the reason why I didn't really. I had nothing. I had nothing against Liberty. I liked. There was a lot no, of no, great. No, there was good. a lot of great good. stuff at Liberty, and I liked going to Liberty. But I think that's part of the reason why I didn't. I didn't really want to keep going to Liberty, and that's why I just wanted to we see didn't what have that public much, uh, school was like. like. I was there, but I wasn't as much as you were because you were going full time. I, I was, was going just full-time, there once yeah. for with you know my buddies, yeah, art class, yeah. 
And um, um, but yeah, uh, but all in all, I didn't have a negative experience. Me neither. I, I mean, thought it was nice, except for you know there was a few things you would disagree with here and there. But uh, otherwise, I thought it was pretty. It's, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, like um, my opinion are probably more uh, along the lines of I liked. I had a lot of positive experiences at Liberty, and I met a lot of my friends at Liberty, and a lot of friends we still have today are from Liberty. Yeah. But I think one of the reasons, as I, as I kept going there, I never really liked the approach of, you know, when you're talking about something like faith, it's, I never liked the idea where when you're in an environment like a school, I like for a school to be very much focused on one thing, and that's education, and that's, you know, uh, teaching oh, the curriculum, okay. right? Yeah, that's and it becomes very tricky when you try to infuse that with your belief because you know not everyone's going to agree on what exactly you're teaching at a school, right? Right. And but then so, again, the yeah. argument will be then why did you sign up to this one? Well, I know, but, <laughs> but what do you mean? I <laughs> whatever. No, it's fine. I know, but I'm, I'm, I'm saying like I'm just giving you my opinion on yeah. this kind of system of a school like that, and I think that it's a good idea, but I feel like for me personally. I never really liked the approach of, you know, having things like mandatory chapels, you know, or I never liked the approach of, you know, yeah. if we're going to be teaching, uh, you know, a certain class or you have to go uh, to certain classes, um, you have to, you know, participate in small groups. And it, it kind of, it's kind of avoiding, I think, the the core idea of what it means uh, to be a Christian. Yes. Oh, and yeah? so, yeah, I'll get to that a little bit later, but I'm going off on a tangent. Um, but yeah, that's one of the reasons why I didn't necessarily want to stay at Liberty was because of this kind of... I felt almost like there was some kind of weird kind of pressure to have to be involved in a lot of these things. Oh, yeah. You know, and I like the idea of if you're going to have um, a Bible class, why don't you go, hey, you know what? Instead of a Bible class, let's talk about the Bible, but let's also talk about philosophy. You know what I mean? This isn't philosophy class, Jacob. But that's a great idea. This that's is so Bible perfect. class. I know, but I'm saying, but coming at it from a very open view, where you go, okay, let's let's look at all these different views, and let's let's think about what these, you know, the greatest thinkers in the past thought about these things, and how are we gonna, you know, what is our answer to that, or stuff like that. I like that idea because then it's open, and it's not like, you know, um, yeah. The problem is that, it, that I think if you have a school like that, and if you're gonna treat it more like church, it's not gonna it never mm, okay, blend I think, it so well. Okay, I think well you hit it. I think that's a pretty good. One. If yeah. you're gonna treat it like church, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. gonna be a little man. That that beer bottle is, is just funny. <laughs> I like it. Yes, and so that's that's my opinion, kind of roughly on that. And so that's why I always wanted. I always kind of felt like oh, I'd like to see you know what it's like a public school because it is different for someone like me. And let's say some of you, some of you out there who are listening who have gone to you know public school all your life, it is a very different perspective when you go to a Christian school and you don't know what public school is like. Right. You wonder, you know, you wonder, oh, like, what is that over there? Like, and because I always the rough bit, yeah, because it's weird. Because I always had this, you know, this strange view that, like, oh man, like, is it really like as bad as they say? It yeah, is well, in that's <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying. That's that's uh, the the the, the oh, what was I gonna say? I was gonna say something really good. Okay, like well, that was kinda... like your perspective because you had no other point. Yeah, of exactly, exactly, and so. You know, but that's part of growing up, I think, is that you you have to step into new stuff, and that's why I'm going to get later to what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and so that was the funny thing, and it might sound strange, but it's true, and I think that people who have gone to Christian schools can relate to that feeling where you're wondering, and then you go to, let's say, some kind of event, and it's like someone's from a public school. And it's not necessarily that you, 
you know, thought lesser or anything like that. It's just that you felt like, you know, what is it like over there? And so that was always kind of my feeling. And so that's why I wanted to go to public school. And when I did go to public school, it's funny, there's there was not even a big difference between public school and a Christian school. The well, only, there you go. The only difference was obviously was you had those. Uh, you had you had uh, the um, yeah you had the the so to speak kind of uh, the the religious aspect we could say. Right. Um, um, but largely it wasn't too different. And I so I kinda, you were disappointed with what you were disappointed with. The the fact that there wasn't a difference. Barely. No, no, I, I kind of like that because oh, okay. it, it, it made me realize. Oh, no, yeah, of course. It made me realize, you know, yeah, like this is great because I am now seeing a very different space. And of course, this is a small kind of example because you know I just went to the next town over to the school. This isn't like some, you know, broad like, huge difference. But I'm saying California, like California, California. But I'm saying that um, you know, it was a it was at least in my small little arc of high school, it was a. Uh, it was nice to see that kind of that. Okay, you know, like yeah. wait a second, you know, th- there's there's more to this than just this small little view. And um, yeah, but I liked also that it, at, at public school it felt more of like, a, you know, we're here, you know, we're here to teach you stuff, and it's like this is the curriculum, and just learn it. You know, like I like that because it's more like you know that this kind of you it's know kind of you have to was, figure this maybe? out. You have to figure this out yourself. You know what I mean? Like if you're gonna learn things in school, the school is gonna teach you things, but you have to ultimately come to your own conclusions. You know. And yeah. there shouldn't be someone who's telling you what to come to, what conclusions. So what would you say about a Christian school in this case? Um, like, what would you be your ideal sort of private... Okay, um, I think it would have to be the premise of the school. Well, first of all, obviously, let's say something like Liberty. It's good that they obviously said they're non-denominational, which means they have a very... They have a more... They stick to the you know, the core creed of Christianity or whatever. Right. But... The, 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 the non-essential issues, you know, you're up to, you can yourself decide about that. But that's good. But I think that ideally you would have to have a looser way of, of um, organizing the school in, in saying that, okay, yes, you know, if you come to the school, you're probably going to believe the same that we believe, but, um, you know, we're not here to teach you per se, uh, how to view those things? We're here to to give you a broad perspective on these things, and like I said, it's just if it's not like church, you know, because that's yeah. that serves a very specific role um, in your faith, and that's not. I think that um, you have to, especially when you have you know kids from all over town or whatever coming to school, you have to somehow organize this as more. Mm-hmm. It's more um, open to discussion, open to ideas, and it's not so not so closed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right. So my story. So I was sitting in ninth grade with TJ, my friend, um, and we were sitting in Bible class. And I remember uh, the teacher, our teacher we had, had assigned some kind of a um, activity or some kind of a um, assignment or some kind of a project. thing, project for, for the grade <laughs> below us, I think eighth grade yeah. or seventh grade. And uh, her idea was that, you know, why don't you go on the board and write down any kind of question you have that you feel like you can't ask because, you know, I don't know, for whatever reason you you might feel You're it's... You're a chicken. Uh, cheap, cheap, not, cheap, not chicken, cheap. but you feel like it's been something that's oh. been bugging you. You don't have an answer, but you would like to just write it out. Um, you know, we can take a look at that. We can discuss it or whatever. I don't know what they did in the class. But there were a lot of questions, you know, that the kids had. And these are primarily theological questions, you could say. Questions pertaining to the view of Christianity and how... Uh, and what's in the Bible, obviously. And I remember sitting there with TJ, 
and I was looking at, and this is, you know, again, I have to try to get you kind of in the perspective I had was that, again, I felt like at that time, you know, the answers were all there. I felt like I didn't know all the answers, but I felt like they had to be there. And there, there is kind of only one kind of way to look at this. And so I was looking at the board, and I remember a kid had written on the board something to the effect of, do gay people go to heaven? That was, that was what the person wrote on the board. And I remember I looked at TJ, and I kind of went like, and it was just like, the, I said, you know, like, well, you know, like, oh, TJ, look, he wrote that. I was like, well, you know, it just it says, you know, the answer is in, you know, in the Bible. Right here, TJ. Look, TJ. That didn't sound verbatim. That sounded... Well, what did it sound like? Nothing. It sounded funny. Yeah. But anyway, but that's the kind of the mindset I was in. I was like, look, look, TJ, I was, I was trying to be a little bit, you know, like, you know, of course, there's an answer to this. And so, and TJ looked at me, and I remember he said, well, how do you know, he said, how do you know that's true, though? And it's, and it, I remember... At the time, I didn't, I didn't feel this so much, but I, but I realized a little bit later that that was, I guess, a defining moment for me. In really? that, yeah, in that you I hear realized, that, TJ? yeah, TJ, thanks, man. <laughs> um, where I realized, you know, I might have had doubts earlier in my life, but again, I was always felt like, well, you know, like, but no, this is this is it. Like, even if I have doubts, whatever. Um, and this was the moment where I realized. Okay, so this thing that I believe, there is a tension here that is real. And it's not something that's just, you know, like, oh, you kind of brush it off. It's something that's actual. It's something that I'm, I realized in that moment that I can't just take this for granted, what I believe. And I can't just go, okay, you know, like, well, here are the answers. Why do you believe that? I don't know. Because, you know what I mean? I realized yeah. in that moment that I, 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 there has to, I have to take an approach that is going to make sense. I have to take an approach that is credible. I have to take an approach that is, um, you know, for lack of a better word, real. And it has to stand up to some kind of, um, to reason, right? And that's kind of, I think, ever since that moment, I have always, then I, then I took a totally different turn. Instead of kind of coasting, with these beliefs, I went, okay, you know, like, let's look at the stuff. Let's look at the stuff. Let's look at the best arguments. Um, then I went kind of off into this um, uh, for the next couple of years. I went on a journey. I was in this, in this space journey. of very much trying to get into, I journey guess this is maybe one of the reasons why stars. I got into philosophy, but later a little bit changed. But um, I was trying to get at, the, the the philosophical arguments. I was looking at you know things like the classical questions. You know, does God exist? That kind of stuff. I was looking at. I was looking at the problem of evil. I was looking at you know the design design argument. I was looking at all these kinds of philosophical um, approaches to belief, and I was kind of occupied very much in that space for a while. And so I got through a lot of that stuff uh, through the years, and. What I noticed was that the ex- <laughs> I did it again, right? That's great. What I noticed was that the experience of that time was that it was I think it's something that I obviously everyone has to go through if you believe something, you have to look at the actual, so to speak, uh, arguments. You have to look at you know does this make sense? Does this make you know logical sense? Mm-hmm. Right. But what I noticed was during that time was that I was. Um, for lack of a better word, I wasn't, uh, even though 
I was a Christian, I was, I think I was taking the wrong approach. And what I was doing was I was trying to find a purely, like I said, philosophical Oh, you were trying to find like a, like a one-word answer. Yes, exactly. I was looking for a one-word answer. I was looking for a knockdown argument. And I was looking for something that will validate. When was this? Oh, this is like during high school. So like, I don't know, second, third year, of high, like a sophomore, junior, Like 2007? Senior. No, no, later than that. Like 2008, oh, 9? 8, 9, 10, like somewhere around there. And, um, you know, and I would read, I would try to look, you know, like, I would look up, like, you know, like stuff like debates, you know, philosophical debates of like, you know, the atheist versus the Christian, you know, and then yeah. the debate, which there's nothing necessarily wrong with debates, but. I'll get to that in a moment. I don't like debates because I just, I just, I just cringe too much. Yes, and I'm going to get to that. I'm <laughs> can't to listen that. to that. Yes, I'm going to get to that. Is that I was looking at this from a very uh, purely philosophical and kind of logical outlook, and like I said, I was looking for this one, this knockdown argument that was going to say, "Look, you know, like I'm correct. Right. You know, this is it. Look, there's, there's a, there's a perfect like this one guy, <laughs> like this one philosopher, mm-hmm. came up with the best argument." And it's airtight, and its premises are perfect, and its conclusion, you know, is logically sound. And you know, there's there's no like, even if you try to attack it, you'll always I'll always find a way to rebut you and all that stuff. Yeah. And I think during those years, I realized that I wasn't even paying attention um, to what it actually means to believe uh, in Christianity. And I think during those years, I was I feel like I don't know. You can tell me, Philip, but I feel like. In a way, I was kind of, it wasn't necessarily, um, how do I put it? Yeah, I feel like I was, I was coming at it from this very, this this kind of, uh, almost, how do, how do you say, like, kind of lifeless approach. I was looking, you know, for this, for the, these kinds yeah, of, you know, that kind dry of, answers right. that, that would, I would think would, would solve it. And that's, and I was, and I realized during those years, that's not at all the point. Yeah, and so as the year, <laughs> yeah, sounds like I'm just coattailing. It's yep. okay. It's okay. It's fine. And so um, as the years went by, I um, I kind of by. I didn't you know I started to look at that stuff a little bit less because what I realized when was this? Uh, let's say 2011 to 11, 12. Like, oh, so 13, the nowadays. It's getting to the nowadays, and I started looking at that stuff less because I always is coming up with the same because these are these are classical. Oh, yeah. Philosophical issues that have existed for thousands of years. Oh, yeah. And they've been debated time and time again. And uh, what I noticed was that when you look at these philosophical arguments, is that, um, you know, sure, of course, you can you can look at them and you can study them and you can see, okay, this might be a, a more probable answer. This mm-hmm. might be a less probable answer. But a lot of the time, surprisingly... Uh, you end up on a very even kind of playing field. And what happens is that you end up making your arguments um, based on a presupposition. Okay. And so when you have a presupposition, Uh, so for instance, uh, uh, for me, uh, the presupposition I begin with in my views is that I believe a God exists. That's my presupposition, right? So... That's where I start. You and know what? I know yeah. that word, but I've never heard it like said. I think it just means that you presuppose something. And a lot of times when you're doing arguments, you kind yeah, of Yeah, I know, I know, but I've, I've yeah. heard the word. I've I've read it yeah. all the time, but I I don't think I've ever heard it said. Really? 
Interesting. Uh, maybe I have. Maybe you have, probably. I, it's, I think it's kind of a more philosophical. I'm not sure. All right, keep going. So that's that's why I realized that you have to come up with some kind of... Um, you have to start from a presupposition. And presupposition, 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 presupposition. And a lot of times... I think it's just this beer. Uh, a lot of times... You're going to have to mention the, the, the brand and... Ojusko? Ojusko people. Because, you know, there's a lot of beer fans out there. <laughs> beer fans unite. Oh, if you're a beer fan, send me craft beer. Know. I would like to try some craft beers. Some I haven't some tried many. Craft beer. And, uh, yeah, so what I noticed was at this time, I was beginning to kind of realize that no matter how long you look at these philosophical arguments, no matter how much you get into them, to the nitty-gritty and all this stuff, is that a lot of times you end up with arguments that are... I don't want to go throwing words, you know, without... They're kind of they're metaphysical in nature, which basically means that they are, you know, there's certain things that when we talk about reality, we metaphysics is a branch of philosophy that deals with uh, things that exist, but not necessarily in the in the world, the physical world. So we can talk about time, talk about God, zombie ghosts, free will. You know, a lot of these concepts are metaphysical. Yeah. So. A lot of times when you look at these arguments, you can't point to any data to justify no. the argument. You have to just look at the logical argument and say, okay, well, let's look at this. Does this work? Do we have free will? There's a bunch of, you know, crazy stuff in metaphysics. Do you think, therefore, you are? Ah, there you go. Nice. Um, and so, yeah, was, so I've noticed that they, they end up being metaphysical in nature. And so you end up uh, having to pick what you think is correct. And so a lot of the times if you're trying to... Because I felt this kind of need to, okay, I have to justify my belief, therefore I should get good arguments, and then I can convince people. I can convince, you know, like if I'm talking to you, I can yeah. be like, hey, you know, I know these three or four arguments that are awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm going to convince you that it's correct. And it's like, you can rebut me, but oh, I have even more rebuttals. And that's stuff like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, that's why the debate thing is what I've noticed is the debates inherently aren't bad, but I think that the premise of a debate isn't very... Good, because it ends up, and it ends up being this kind of yeah. Well, yeah. Go ahead. I think debates should, like, their whole purpose is just to sort of give other people ideas. Yeah, and you know, kind of uh, expand thought rather than. Uh, yeah, I think that's what they should. That's what they should be, and I think that's what they're supposed to be. But a lot of times, what ends up happening is that. Debate it becomes a gladiatorial. It becomes a you know spectator sport. You know who votes for this side, who votes for that side, yeah. and it's. I think I don't want to put anyone down who does debates because I mean they're really. Yeah, we smart. have a lot they're of really debate smart. people in on our podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. listening. <laughs> the debate nudes. No, but there's you know really intelligent people who debates, but I just think the premise is not correct when it comes to discussing something Ooh, like faith you. because it's it's not um, it's not supposed to be this kind of. You know, back and forth. It's not supposed to be like, oh, I won. Let's not bicker and argue about who killed who. So, <laughs> sorry. It's okay. No, it's fine. It's good. Chill, chill. It's supposed to be a happy moment. And so this is where uh, we get to more modern times. And I kind of stepped, kind of stopped looking at that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I was trying to assess what I honestly think. Because I think I wasn't even necessarily coming from too of an honest place back then, per se. Mm-hmm. I was coming from a place where I felt like I needed to justify something that was, so to speak, given to me in a way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think that that can work and you can do that. But if I'm going to be honest with myself, I have to ask myself whether or not this thing is real. 
for me? Uh, and if it is, is it something that is actual? And is it something that can actually affect my life and how I live? And so I started to get into those, into that kind of approach. And I think it was about this time, I guess it'd be 20, well, it's pretty new, it's like 2014. Well, look at that. Is that um, I started listening to some more podcasts. Oh, did you? Yes. Oh, okay. And there have been a couple of podcasts in the past year or two that have really, I don't want to say that they're the only, you know, thing that has kind of... Oh, yeah, no. No, but they've, they've definitely so influenced me in the approach they take. To decide things. Which I think is is something that I... You know, it's weird when you're younger... And I, I don't mean this... Maybe this doesn't have anything to do with age, but I feel like... <laughs> I was going to say AIDS. AIDS. <laughs> okay, go. Maybe this has nothing to do with age, but what I've always experienced in my life is that when you're talking about something like faith... It can be scary to step into a different mindset. Okay. Because if you do, you're afraid that you might lose something right. that you had before. Yeah. And it's it's scary and I think that's kind of what how I looked at things earlier is that I kind of yeah, wanted yeah, to yeah. stay in this kind of space Fear. which was I suppose you could say safe. It was safe. And I'm talking about not not talking about uh, something like a Christian environment or something anymore. I'm Any environment. About, yeah, but I'm talking about actual ideas. I'm talking about uh, the belief itself. And so, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. And so when you're talking, when I, oh, crap, I lost my track because I'm thinking of myself talking suddenly. Why um, are you thinking of myself no, talking? No, no, I'm was, thinking of yourself talking. What does that mean? And uh, yeah, <laughs> and so that that's something that I found very much to be, how do you put like how do you say it? Like how a struggle, like a struggle when I was, younger and some years ago is that I didn't want to necessarily try to understand you didn't a different want perspective. to try to understand a different perspective necessarily oh. because you know it's scary yeah it can be scary to go in there and be like oh whoa maybe what I thought isn't actually like this well but it's like it that. can be scary watching a movie you have never heard of and buy a ticket and going to the cinema yep, yep. which I'm also scared of I don't, I don't like doing that me too. I, I but we watched Oblivion. That was okay. That was kind of cool. I, yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. It was actually pretty good. Well, the first half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. And, uh, and so, yeah. And so I started listening to some some podcasts that definitely changed the way I think I approach what I believe. Wow, look at that. Modern technology. Yes. And so... From 2001. I suppose um, one of the podcasts... Yes. ...that probably... Is a really good thoughts. example of this is a podcast called The Liturgist Podcast. All right, well. Which, if you've heard, I don't know, I think some of you guys listening probably know who this is. Have they? I haven't. Uh, Michael Gunger is a, I believe, oh, he is, I'm Michael sure. Gunga. Uh, Sorry. Sorry, I had a, to. Um, musician. And I'm sure that some of our listeners have heard of him before. And he he started this podcast with a guy called... Uh, Mike McCarg, otherwise known as Science Mike. Oh, another Mike. And um, what I found to be really encouraging about the podcast as I started to listen to it was that their approach, I feel like I was getting to this kind of headspace oddly before the podcast came out because I kind of started listening to the podcast when it came out. 
but even before this, I felt like I was kind of getting towards this headspace in that when we talk about God and faith, mm-hmm. um, and when you take my old approach of this analytical, you know, cut and dry method, what happens is you kind of skip the actual important element to what it means, I think, to believe. So like I said, I start from a presupposition, right? I think a God exists. Mm -hmm. And I think, for me, it makes the most sense to talk about this God with the classical attributes that we, you know, think God has, right? He's, what are the classic attributes? He's omnipotent, he's omniscient, he's all-loving. And I feel when when I look at it that way, and I start from that presupposition, for me, uh, a lot of the world tends to make a lot more sense when I look at it that way. Now, I could be wrong, of course, but I take that presupposition seriously and not necessarily because of a philosophical argument, but for me, it has to come from a place of experience. Okay. And what I mean by that is that I think there are certain things in this world that we can't describe with language. Mm-hmm. And some of those experiences, I feel, transcend this kind of materialistic view that uh, one might take. Mm, um, yeah. If you're a materialist and you believe that uh, the universe is all that exists and only physical um, things exist per se, even let's say if you talk about consciousness, obviously it's not physical, but if you're a materialist, you'd probably say something like, um, our um, biology you know, makes that consciousness appear, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that that doesn't give answers to experiences in life that uh, are transforming hmm. and that shape the way um, and shape our not just experiences, but things that move us and things that inspire us. Like for me, right. one of the greatest examples is I look at art this way. When you talk about art, for me, it's so amazing and it's so um, beautiful that I cannot help think that there has to be a transcendent element to this experience. And I would call that experience God in the sense that I think that God created this this thing called art, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And when I experience something like that, I, I can't help it. I mean, I think yeah. maybe I'm just like that. I don't know, but I can't help... I can't just tell myself, oh, you know, well, you know, if we look at the, the evidence, you know, there's right. uh, there's uh, uh, there's materials and there's blah, blah, blah. And you can look. And of course, I agree with all that stuff. There's psychology and all that stuff behind that. But I'm saying at the core of it, there is something that is more, right? There's something right. more when you experience something like that. And for me, it's God. Um, and so that's kind of where I think I'm kind of at at the moment is that... Uh, that approach, I feel, is more honest Yeah. in a sense that, like I said, I mean, you know, I could be wrong, you could be wrong, I don't know. But I do know that I've, have, I've had experiences that might not have been, you know, the most profound or the most, um, you know, uh, life-changing experiences, right. but there are certain things, I think, in life that, like, like I said, like, we can't simply explain through this very narrow view of let's say philosophy right yeah i i I agree i have the same opinion yeah as you do yeah 
And, uh, you know, you can argue about these things, definitely. And uh, the thing is for me is that when you argue about these kinds of issues, they're a little bit so out there that you really can't argue about them. You know, you're just going to have to accept that someone else thinks this way and yeah. believes this way. And I mean, that's the thing, though. I'm trying to say, though, I'm actually kind of saying something a little bit different in the sense that you can argue oh, about these Oh, are things. you? Okay. No, no, but I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. But I'm just saying that I think that you can argue these, these things, you know, and you can get, you know, very in-depth and very analytical. Um, but, you know, it's weird. Like, I can't think of, you know, if you look at, let's say, the history of philosophy, for instance, there have been so many philosophers and they've had all, they've all had their own theory and their own worldview that was shaped by them coming up with a framework, you know, their own framework. And when I look at that history of people who've thought so many different things, I think they can't all be right, obviously. They can't all be right. And um, it seems too diverse to actually explain anything universal because that's obviously the, that's the big question, right? You're trying to come up with an answer that is universal, that is going to be, uh, mm-hmm. that is always going to be the same, Right, it's going to be um, the same, whatever tomorrow or today or you know whatever. It's going to be a fixed point that we'll be able to. Fr- from that fixed point, we can create a uh, worldview, right? Yeah. And so I think that yeah, I, I can't personally. It just it's I can't look at it that way, where uh, you come up with your own kind of framework, which can be helpful, but I think it doesn't give an overarching. Uh, explanation. Now, obviously, you know, you can say, well, maybe there is no explanation or everything. Maybe there isn't. I don't know. But to me, it makes the most sense when I take that uh, presupposition. I take that, I guess, I don't know if this is true or not, but I guess that is, in a sense, um, when we talk about faith, that is, in a sense, that, I don't want to sound cliche at all because, you know, the leap of faith, right? Um, yeah. That's not like the genie. <laughs> <laughs> um no but there but there is this kind of that's the thing though I think that either way you look at it I guess my view is that I don't know this might be a cliche phrase but it seems to me the way it is that even even if sorry even if you presuppose that this universe is all there is I think that that is also in a sense you have to believe it there is no you know you can point, like I said, to these philosophical arguments. You can point to the evidence. Great. Oh, that's right. awesome. But in the at the end of the day, you know, you have to really ask yourself, if is, is that really what you think? And, you know, is that going to... How is that going to affect the way you live your life? Yeah. Well, and you're so that, going into, like, a... Well, yeah, nothing. I'm just going to say, like, it's just... Uh, that becomes a more, I don't know, I guess a personal thing when you're talking about your perspective on, yeah. on reality yeah and uh and trying to pinpoint where this reality yeah but so that, that's, I'm, I'm just trying to say that but the I idea think that, about you know like what they would say is not believing in like a, a creator right. or a you know, external force is that because we can't get an, any evidence from the outside yeah the only the only other option is to get all the information yeah. from what's on you know in the physical realm right but that's good. I think that looking at the physical realm, got to do that. Yeah. Got to look at that stuff. It's totally important. And so, yeah. And so that's that's where I, I think I'm at today. Um, and I feel like 
yeah, there are certain things in this world that, like I said before, that, you know, and they shape who we are and how we act, I think. And that's why, for me, you know, uh, if I'm going to call myself a Christian, that means, uh, obviously, that I think God exists. And I also think that means following Christ, following a guy who was called Jesus. I think we all probably heard him. He's pretty famous, I think. Uh, pretty famous dude. I think so. We're going to have to Google him. Like, yeah, we should probably Google him. No, but seriously. Um, but yeah, and I think that to me means that it means living out your life in a way... I think that... If God exists, then I think that he created some kind of a paradigm, some kind of, or he is a paradigm, actually. Uh, there is a way, I believe, that we should live, and that's kind of my goal, is to, yeah. and I think that, for me, that's that seems to be manifested in this guy called Jesus, and I feel like, from what I can tell, how he lived, and how he was he exemplified uh, everything I think is, you know, extremely worthy and something worth living for, um, you know, from compassion to love to, you know, these things that, like I said, they transcend this material world. That, to me, seems like a worthy thing to do. Hmm. And that's that's where I'm coming from, really. And so... When you get into the nitty-gritty of it and you start talking about things like theology and you start ta- talking about um, issues and things like that, you know, um, that can get pretty complex. And I, li- and I found that where I'm at today is that um, I don't take the approach like I used to in the sense that, um, I suppose, how would I put this, none of us really know what the... None of us have. Okay, that's what I want to say. None of us have it figured out. That's what I want to say. And well, yeah. I am trying to. You know, I'm on this journey of figuring it out. And I think that perspective I feel is more helpful than a perspective that says, you know, look. Oh yeah. Here yeah. are all the answers. You know what I mean? Of course. I don't know that, but I think that from my point of view and my perspective, and you know, at me looking at. Um, at it this way, it makes sense to me. And well, you know, yeah. the the biggest thing we can be sure of, absolutely, is that we don't know. <laughs> that's true. That's that true. We're not sure. Yeah, but I think that's something that is is interesting because I feel like if you come from, uh, you know, if you if you've grown up a Christian, you are in in essence you're kind of told to, like I said, be it. You know, your parents, I'm not, I'm not saying this about my parents, I'm saying it like generally. Your, be your parents, parents uh, be it, you know, your teacher or your friends or whatever. Your foster You kind of have dead. this feeling like you have to, like it's all or nothing in a sense. Like you have to accept this giant package, right? And what I'm kind of learning is that I have to find out for myself whether uh, I truly believe, you know, everything in this package. Because, like I said, there's, you know, yeah. it's difficult to, and that's, I think that's a more honest approach than me sitting here, oh, of course. you know, telling you something and then, you know, and me asking myself, like, I don't even know what I'm talking about half the time. You know what I mean? I'd rather be somewhat sure in the things that I do believe <laughs> than, than, you know. Have approximate surety. Yes. Surety? No, no, I'm just saying, like, you know what I mean. I know, you know what, what you mean. mean. Yes. And so that's where I, f- 
I'm at today. And so that's why it's so interesting to me to listen to stuff like the Liturgist podcast well, because life. what I like about them is they, they their, their quote, their slogan is, um, what was it? Um, exploring ideas, that's wrong in the first part, through the lenses of uh, science, faith, and art. Really? Very interesting. I would highly recommend. I'll probably have maybe some. We're gonna things. link it. We're gonna link it at the end. Well, I know, of the... but I would. I'll probably have some stuff um, that I'll talk about. Some podcasts, maybe not today. I don't really feel like going into all that stuff right now. But I'll probably talk about those podcasts later. But anyway, that's why. But I'm saying is that that approach. I feel like it opens the door to be able to explore a lot of stuff without this weird kind of like oh like you know like. Um, uh, corning yourself, you know, putting yourself in a corner and and feeling this weird pressure to, oh, no, no, I have to, you know, I have to defend this and this and that. It's like, well, you know, I, I don't think that's the correct approach, in my opinion. No. So that's why it's um it's great just to be no, honest. No, I feel, you know? I, I just want to just put this on record that I'm kind of like, I'm on, I'm on your, I'm on the boat that you're on pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna yell at you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, but that's the thing. But I do, yeah, yeah, cool. but I do believe honestly, yeah, and man. so, you know, it's, um, yeah, yeah. Totally, anyway, totally, dude. So that's pretty much what, what I wanted to talk about today. It's what? A, that's it? Yeah, pretty much. How All long right. have we been talking? I don't know. It's been an hour. Has it? It's been an hour. Well, there you go. And uh, yeah, because I just wanted this kind of this intro kind of episode thing to be. Um, I guess breaking the ice, I don't know how you want to put it, um, into this kind of realm. Yeah. Well, here's the problem. Yes. You're, you have the wrong person to talk to. It's okay. Because we kind of, like, agree most yeah, of the time. Yeah, but I know, but it's not, it's not your, it's not your thing you're, like, super, like, you're not necessarily, uh, how do you say that? Yeah. You're not uh, inclined to, like, go to that first. Yeah, what do you mean? Like, in a sense, like, let's say, you're not, like, um, how do I put it? You're not naturally drawn to maybe like, I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. Yeah, I'm like that second person you were talking about all the way at the beginning. Yes, <laughs> there you go. There you go. And that's fine. That's totally cool. But that's the thing. Like, I have to realize that there are those those different kinds of people, and I'm not. You know, and if you're not interested in this, that's fine. But I am very interested. That's in this. the funny thing. Like, I I totally agree with everything you said. Like, yeah. that's also my sort of worldview as well. Yes. Well, I don't know. I said sort of. It is. It is. But. Uh, you're not gonna really get a. You're not gonna get an amazing discussion but with it's okay, me but, on the. Dude, but I have to admit though, thing. like, like this kind of stuff. You know, I've realized that some people are better at talking about it, and even if you're, and of course, we all have very specific ways of, um, of putting this together in our heads, and we all kind of assemble it a little bit differently. But I think you know a lot of us aren't very good at at explaining that and I am realizing that here is that <laughs> who buddy it's very difficult to explain everything and it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of patience well, you but gotta get yourself a, a beer a podcast partner yeah maybe that'd be cool yeah. but anyway but uh let's get some of our friends cool that's pretty much it so Alrighty. to end this well if you this. would like to um share your opinions or share your perspective you are totally welcome to. You're not welcome If you to. don't, that's fine, too. We're, we're in a monarchy here. Yeah, we're basically... We're going to delete your comment because we're the... You know, you, know, you know those guys on the internet who delete comments like oh, yeah, on yeah, Facebook yeah. and stuff? Yeah. We're one of those guys. We're going to delete all the comments we disagree with. 
Yep. And we're like, get out of here. You're wrong. Uh, if you want to, if you want to uh, mention stuff, we can maybe talk. I don't know. Like I said before, you know, it's if you want to share, that's cool. Maybe that's you can nice. get some ideas out there. That'd be awesome. Yeah. And the, that's the, the pretty much corner. it. This is this was the J corner, in all its um, you know jumbled up, uh, messy, um, badly explained. Yeah, well, it's better than me talking about nonsense. No, for no, like no, that's not true. For though. like an hour and a half. That's not true. And though. interrupting you every second. That's not true either. Well, you have interrupted me before. I I don't even notice. Okay, the disclaimer. But it's I don't okay, notice. But I, don't, that uh, I, but I don't get. I don't get. I only get annoyed when you go. I'm Gleibaga. That was the best part. <laughs> Everybody loves that part. I know it's funny. I laughed when I listened to it. I laughed. It was hilarious. Well, so I was saying, but in the moment, it was annoying because you did it like three times. Well, that's why you have to do it. That, that's how you get great podcasts. There's something I wanted to mention at the end. I forgot. <laughs> well, so anyway, we got a song. That's pretty. You have a song? Yeah, we got a song. So thanks, guys, for listening. I hope. Well, what are we doing next? I hope this has made some sense, and I hope that we're gonna switch back and forth, right? Yeah. Okay. And so next, ho- we're gonna do like what? Star, Star Wars, Wars, I think. Episode so three. Wait, let me just finish my last. Sorry, part. it's okay. I hope this has been somewhat interesting. I hope. I hope. Um, bit different from bit the, different. the regular thing. Yes. Sorry to and put down the hammer. I probably got a lot of stuff not correct. I mean, like in the sense I wanted to say certain things, I probably didn't end up quite as I wanted to express them. But hopefully, some of it makes sense, and hopefully, it was um, okay. That's it. We got a song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so next time I think Star Wars. Oh, and I need to finish the. Um, I need to finish the uh, website. We can have a new what? Website. The new what? Website? What's this? The new website. We never heard of. I didn't hear this. No one told you about this. No one told me. I showed you the mock-ups. I, I know. I'm, I'm pretending to be um, the audience here. Yep. That's why they. That's why they came it'll here. They came here to hear new, about the new website. It'll be a slightly new. They didn't hear about design. your opinions. They didn't hear about your theories and thoughts. <laughs> I like to sing my songs. Oh. Right, so um, yeah, we're we're getting a new website, which is good because the old one looks like crap. It's true. It's just it's just garbage. New one's gonna be nice. It's gonna be sleek. Hopefully, this will help. Th- hopefully, this will be better Hello, for the for the for the Poscat instead of being instead of being you know like detrimental to it. You know, I don't think so. Everybody's cool. We're all cool here. I wish though it'd be cool if you know. It's too bad that. How do you even like? How do people find podcasts? Do you have to be like a Word personality or what? Because it seems like everyone who does podcasts is already famous. Oh wait, I just remembered. There's one big thing I wanted to do. Oh, sorry. Um, I have a fan mail. I forgot to oh, read this cool. way Let's back read. in June, from a from a nice 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 boy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know who the boy is. Okay, his name's Tim. Tim. Hello, Tim. He's not Tim from from that we know, who we should get on the next podcast maybe, because uh, you know he got married. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, this is actually from another Tim, uh, who's uh, corresponded with me a few times on the internet, uh, but I'm too busy, so sometimes so I try my best to reply. Um, but yeah, but he sent me a nice little message, a, a letter, snail mail. All the way from sunny New Zealand, and it's uh, specifically from um, from Christchurch, from Christchurch, New Zealand. So I guess this kind of fits with uh, what we were talking about today, because there's a Christchurch. Yeah, I, I get the joke. Yeah, <laughs> so he says, and this is this is quite nice. Uh, Dear Phil, 
No, I'm not going to do a New Zealand accent. That's to do it in a falsetto. Do you feel? Do you feel? It's 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 me, Tim. Do it like in like a super manly voice. Do you feel? There you go. It's me, Tim, writing from sunny New Zealand. I feel really bad that the package didn't get there. Oh, that's right. He sent me a package and unfortunately got lost in the mail. I'm very sad about that. That is this. sad, really, honestly. Because it was something really cool, I'm sure. It made me sound sarcastic. Uh, I feel really bad that the package didn't get there. I have no idea where it may be. I think someone stole it. Frowny face. You know, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I don't know. We don't know. I'm not going to do the New Zealand accent. Though. Okay. I'm happy watching your YouTube J.R. Tolkien Lord of the Rings audiobook unabridged. That's right. It's back online, by the way. Uh, and your short movie of your version of Beowulf, which doesn't exist. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, kid. Oh, yeah. But what did he mean? He meant... Uh, I think he meant either the short movie we want to do and it okay, got mixed yeah. up with Beowulf, Beowulf yeah. because I tried to do a Beowulf uh, audiobook something or other, but yeah, I couldn't okay. do it because okay, the only though. public domain translation is too old for me to properly... Like, I don't have time to... Read it and decipher. then decipher it. It's 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 very Shakespearean in that way, and it's even older because it's the oldest written text and it's translated in nineteen ten or nineteen oh one. I hope your movie turns out to be cool. Thanks, and maybe when you are making it, you can do some behind the scenes like real movies because this one's not going to be real. <laughs> Again, joking. <laughs> now about uh-huh. your podcast. It is really cool and funny in a good way, and I enjoy it. Well, Tim, you better have listened to this one with this metaphysical Nonsense. philosophy. I tried to make a Hobbit audiobook, and I have failed to do so. Well, you can always try again. If at first you don't succeed, try and try again. I would like to meet you and your brother. He's a cool part. guy. Sometimes. <laughs> That's the best part. Who knows? <laughs> From your friend, Tim G. From Tim. And he wrote a little handwritten Thanks, one Tim. from Tim. And he wrote this in Comic so Sans. I Tim... don't approve of the Comic Sans. It's okay. Tim, in, in time you will learn. People who write in Comic Sans don't go to heaven. Yep. Yep. How'd you know? How'd you know? It's the 11th command. That's terrible because that means Tim won't go to heaven. Well, I'm sorry. What are you trying to say here? <laughs> what kind of terrible things are you trying to say? I'm no. saying Frank Island should do a, should do a, a best of. Yes. But I was going to say... Um, so Tim could be listening Tim, to this right now. Tim, thank you, Tim. You're you're, Tim, are you're you there? fantastic. Are you listening? You're fantastic. I'd love to meet you, especially if we go to New Zealand. That'd be great. Yeah, we'll we'll get. We a, have family in New we'll, Zealand. Well, not really. We have extended family in New Zealand. We'll and, get a. That, um, that's close enough. That's close enough yeah. to to have an excuse. We'll grab a cola. What? We'll grab a cola. Coca Cola. 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 Why is that what they say there? No, I just think it's. Okay. I'll do. I'll grab a cola. We'll grab a cola. We'll go to Te Papa Museum which is pretty cool, and we'll see all the Lord of the Rings props and stuff. Awesome. Well, this was uh, the podcast. I hope you liked it. I hope you liked what Jake has to say because he's not done. And uh, unfortunately, I'll be the dead chicken, you know, uh, sitting here just going, oh, you know? <laughs> and uh, hopefully, hopefully that doesn't deter you from any... any but it's okay. I'll, I'll bring supplementary, supplementary material. Like, I'll link an article or something, and it's like, oh, I see. So, Jacob, I think it's time for you to reconnect with our, one of our old friends. Yes. Uh, and we should get them on the podcast if, you, wanna, if you guys want to talk about it. I don't know. I'm just... Uh, from the top of my head, I'm thinking oh, of yeah. Sam. You know, Sam Tompkins, mm. or... Who, can, who else? Who else could we, could we get that's well, available? Well, we can't get TJ, because he's Chris always gone. Chris from Canada. There... There you go. I think See, that's that'd a good be cool. One. Yeah, our good, be our awesome. good friend Chris. Well, our good friend that we've been our good friend that we've known for week. a week. Yeah. We've known for like a week and a half. That'd be cool. 
I don't know who else would be. Yeah, we cool. got we got all these options, options. So yeah, this is this opened the door to different varieties on our yes. podcast. So thank you, Jacob. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for listening to all my. Right. So the song terrible. Well, yeah, you are uh, you you are quite the elitist pig. Yeah, you know. I know. <sighs> oh well. Okay, what's the song? Uh, the song is uh, the song is the song that I always wake up to every morning. You know, six in the morning. Oh, is this going to be six a.m. short? <laughs> a little inside joke there. Six a.m. sharp, and uh, it is a song that our friend George Vandal Jr. wrote. And uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, he doesn't do this anymore, so it's it's okay to say it's just Tim's alter ego that he his own little made up character that he does and moniker when he wants to make stupid songs, pretty much. Yeah, but I think he used to. I don't know if he still. No, he does. I don't think he does. Anymore. No, but. Um, so the late George Vandal Jr. has a song called The Evening News. Something like that. Evening program, I believe. Evening program. And I listen to it every morning because I have to, because the, 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 that this is my alarm clock and I still have not gotten sick of it. So that's good. That's something pretty amazing. Thanks, George. So without further ado. Well, 2009, right? 2009. Yeah. Goodbye. And here's George. May it be your own alarm clock. In the future. Enjoy the evening program. (laughs) 